Welcome to this podcast for the Journal of Parenteral and Enteral Nutrition. My name is Kelly Tappenden, the Editor-in-Chief of JPEN and the Human Nutrition Endowed Professor at the University of Illinois in Urbana. My guest today is Dr. Donald Dirksen, who is an Associate Professor of Medicine at the University of Manitoba in Canada. Welcome, Dr. Dirksen. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. The paper we want to discuss today is published in the May 2015 issue of JPEN, and it's titled Physicians' Perceptions Regarding the Detection and Management of Malnutrition in Canadian Hospitals, Results of a Canadian Malnutrition Task Force Survey. This is such an important issue. You know, we've been talking about nutrition training in medical school for decades, and there's been a real renaissance in malnutrition where now the physician's identification of malnutrition is so important, not only for improving patient outcomes, but also for increasing reimbursement. Tell us about the impetus for you conducting this work. You know, Kelly, we started a task force in Canada in 2010, and this was a multidisciplinary task force that included physicians, dietitians, and nutrition scientists to look at this whole issue of malnutrition in hospitalized patients. We knew it's been a problem for a long time, and we thought we needed to do something about it. And so this paper is a part of that larger study. That study included looking at the rates of malnutrition in hospitalized patients, reasons for malnutrition in hospitalized patients, and then also included a survey of physicians and also of nurses to look at their perceptions of malnutrition in hospitalized patients. Very good. So in deciding to do a survey to try and get a feel for where we are with this issue, tell us about your methodology. What did your survey look like and how did you go about it? So we looked at the Scandinavian study, which was done in Denmark, Sweden, and Norway, and it was based on European Society for Parenteral and Enteral Nutrition guidelines, and we adapted that survey to Canadian physicians and Canadian hospitals, and we were able to make it more relevant to our practice here in Canada. So what types of things did you find vary between those European institutions and those in Canadian? Were there certain practice issues that varied? In general, there were a lot of similarities. There were some differences with respect to how hospitals are governed and some logistics in terms of how hospitals do things, and so we made that a bit more relevant to Canadian hospitals. But by and large, a lot of the issues, particularly relating to standards of nutrition screening and nutrition management, were very similar between Europe and Canada. So tell us about your results. How many surveys did you send out, get back, and what did the data tell us? Sure. So this study included 18 hospitals in Canada, spread across Canada, and 11 of those were academic centers and seven were community hospitals. We sent out over 1,000 surveys and we had 428 returned, and this included both attending physicians as well as resident physicians in a ratio of about 75% to 25%. Again, there was representation from across Canada, and in terms of disciplines, about 70% of these physicians were medical physicians and 30% were surgical physicians. We found that with respect to comparing, let's say, community hospitals and academic hospitals, there is very little difference in physician perceptions. The only difference we found was that in community hospitals, there tend to be less weights that were done on patients. 
if we look at the major findings of the survey, there was quite a discordance between what was considered optimal nutrition practice and what physicians felt was actually going on. So in many areas, such as nutrition assessment, for instance, physicians felt it should be done, but it wasn't being done. Things like weighing patients should be done, but wasn't being done. And even developing an, a good nutrition plan was not always being done. So that was one of the major findings. It related really to this perception of what is the best nutrition practice versus what is actually being done. The other things that this survey looked at related to some of the nutrition care in hospitals. And again, there was a discordance in nutrition care between what physicians felt should be done and what wasn't being done. And with respect to resources, physicians felt there should be more resources for nutrition on the wards, things like education for nurses, education for dietitians, than there actually was. The final thing which we thought was quite relevant was we asked physicians on a scale of 1 to 10 what their knowledge of the treatment of malnourished patients was, what their interest in this topic was, and finally what they thought the relevance of this was. So again, on a scale of 1 to 10, physicians' knowledge was rated at 5.3, their interest was higher, it was 6.9, and the relevance was even higher than that, was 7.6. So we found that there was a discordance between what their knowledge was and how relevant and how interested they were in it. Well, it's very good to hear that these physicians are expressing interest and feel that it's important. How do we bridge the gap then? How can we make these teams, these multidisciplinary teams, work better? Because it sounds like that was a bit of an issue. And then how can we provide the educational strategies that target physicians and give them the knowledge base that they think they should have regarding malnutrition? I really think that that's a real important and fundamental question to addressing this whole issue of malnutrition and hospitalized patients. The fact that physicians have interest and find it relevant is very important to knowing that there's an open door. I don't think there's any one single solution. I think it does start with a medical school instruction, and this includes specifically techniques in nutrition assessment, like using the subjective global assessment. I think there is definitely a requirement for nutrition education on the wards where nutrition is highlighted as being a very relevant finding and that there are specific resources for physicians that can educate them about, first of all, emphasizing the importance of how common malnutrition is and then again itemizing some of the tools that we can use to identify these people so that they can be appropriately treated. But I think it is important that we start training medical students so that when they do get into practice, they have the adequate tools necessary to detect malnutrition, but I think we also have the opportunity to train current residents and attending physicians given this interest level. Very good. Now, are there any shifts in the way nutrition will be incorporated into the medical school curriculum in Canada? So medical school curriculums are under the governance of individual medical schools. Again, I think that there was a recent survey of Canadian medical schools which was published in the last three years which demonstrated discordance between what students felt they should be taught and what they actually were getting. So similar to other countries, we think there is less instruction here than there should. I know that partly as a result of the malnutrition study that's been done, there already is some medical school integration of this. So I can speak for the University of Manitoba, 
where we're just embarking on a new curriculum, and part of that new curriculum has been to teach nutrition in undergraduate medical schools, and included in that is specific instruction on the prevalence of malnutrition in hospitalized patients, reason for this malnutrition, and methods that can be used to detect this. And it's my hope that this will expand to medical schools across the country and hopefully in other medical schools in North America. That is good news. That's all the time we're going to have for today. Thank you very much for sharing your work that appeared in the May 2015 issue of the Journal of Parenteral and Enteral Nutrition. Thanks very much, Dr. Dirksen. Thanks for having me.